can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is. It's Heather with Hump Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. So today I just want to jump in and start talking about customers' lack of respect for our time. Fourth of July just happened. How many of y'all got a text message from an individual, particularly a client, At 8 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, whatever time it may be on the 4th of July when we are closed. Obviously, some people worked full days, some people worked half days, some people took off, right? But the lack of respect from our clientele on holidays and family and whenever we're trying to get together or whatever it may be has got to stop. And that stops with you making sure that client knows that expectation up front. And the very first time that client disrespects you and doesn't understand the boundaries, how you handle that makes a huge difference. Example, I had somebody text me, not 4th of July, thankfully, because I don't do stuff that I need done on the 4th of July. I don't clean pools anymore. But when I did... Clients would text me nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. I even get remodel customers that text me that late. And you know what I will do? I will text them crack acid on at four or five in the morning and say, hey, we have business hours just like everybody else that includes text messaging. Do not text me whether you quote unquote are going to forget to ask, write it down because that goes off and then you wake me up. I get up super early You need to be putting these customers in their place so they understand that there is a lack of respect. And I will fire a customer if they continue to do that. I'm very notorious for that because I don't have the patience for that. Or I'll just block their number, plain and simple. And then when they bitch and complain that, why didn't you respond to this? Why didn't you answer my text message? Oh, Mr. Homeowner, Mrs. Homeowner, I blocked your number because of the lack of respect that I've asked you to call or text me during normal hours. So you can call the office number. That's what we have office staff for. And if they text the office number, it doesn't matter because nobody's going to see it until the next day. But don't be texting my direct number, which is not my cell phone. It's on Ring Central is what I use, which has a direct number, which is an app. So I can log in and log off of it. But I just leave that logged in. But it's the matter of fact that they choose not to respect that time. That's what pisses me off. Because everybody understands that people work. People have set hours just like they do. And I, I end up flipping it back around on them. I'm like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, you work nine to five or eight to 12 or whatever the hell time that you work, how would you feel if I texted you about work multiple times afterwards while you're trying to spend time with your family, while you're doing personal stuff, whatever the hell it is you may be doing in your free time, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have to be dealing with work stuff, right? Once I spin that back around to them, they kind of have a better understanding as to why I get so frustrated. 
And sometimes, just sometimes, I'll let my seven-year-old have added on text message back to them. That always cracks them up because he has my phone. You know, I don't care. I don't lock my phone. I'm not a mom that always locks my phone. I, I'm literally, I think I'm the only person I know that doesn't have a lock on her phone. <laughs> my husband does. All my employees do. My texts do. I don't because I don't, I don't care. I don't have anything to hide, right? Um, <laughs> with that being said, how do we litigate these problems, right? Not only just making sure that they understand they can't text you when it's not appropriate, but also how to stop it if it continues to happen. So my advice to this is obviously tell them, hey, these are our set hours. That includes all communications, text message, phone calls. Phone, if they call you, it's going to get a voicemail unless you have, unless they have your personal cell phone. And if they have your personal cell phone, I highly suggest that you get a VoIP that has an app that goes on your cell phone. So you only carry one phone and you can turn that on and off as you please. I just don't log out of mine because it's a hassle and I forget my password all the time. I hate it. (laughs) I'm the world's worst with passwords and my IT will tell you so many tickets for forgot passwords. That being said, and if that doesn't happen, then you have to make a decision if you're going to block that person, if you're going to log out of your app, if you're going to have another conversation with that person or just charge a bullshit fee on top of that to deal with the lack of respect. I've actually done that where on some of my contracts, it states that if you communicate outside of these hours, you're going to be charged an after hour fee of an emergency visit, whether it's me going on the job site or whether it's me responding to a phone call or a text message. And the in particular client that I did that to, I got one text and I charged them and we fought over it. But once I said it was in that contract and I've told him that, hey, I have told you not to do this because I knew what was going to happen. That's why I added it in particular to this contract. He stopped immediately. I know the issues because once people start having to pay for your time outside of the normal hours, outside of what they've already paid for, that's just going to stop real fast. When that happens, don't back down of that $100 charge, $150 charge, whatever charge you see adequate for your time for after hours taking away from your family. Because my husband gets pissed when I answer my phone for work outside of work hours, even though I do most of the time. So you want to make sure that you have that boundary set. And when that boundary is not set, start charging them, but make sure don't be an asshole about it and just say, Hey, because you did that, we have a company policy that I didn't tell you about, you know, let them know like, Hey, our company policy is it's in your contract that you sign. If you text me during these non office hours for any reason, and I have to respond, you're going to be charged an emergency visit or emergency call or whatever you want to classify it as, because that is still your time that you're dealing with that client outside of hours. Another thing that you can do as well, I saw somebody on the post that was kind of funny. They stated that this particular client texted them in the morning of the July 4th and they owed them money. So the client owed the contractor money. Well, they didn't respond so until like the next day. And they're like, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I take that back. July 3rd, the client texted late, like late in the evening, not even during normal hours. So the contractor didn't respond until the morning of the 4th because they did a half a day. 
And he was like, well, yeah, how about you pay me the money that you owe me? You'll get a better response. Have you actually pay your bill from us than not pay your bill because they owed him money? And so I thought that was funny because it's like, you know, you, you, one, you owe them money and two, you're texting on after hours and on a holiday. How bad is that? Like the audacity of that client? Like, I I don't know. I, I couldn't do that. I don't even, I have a lot of my contractors, personal cell phone, like for my own house, not like in our industry. I mean, I do the two, but like my AC guy, my, my pest control guy, my, uh, my plumber when hubby doesn't want to do shit. I have all of the owner's personal cell phone numbers just because I've built that relationship up with them. I would never in a million years, unless it was like a dire emergency, my house is flooding and I've shut off the main water line and water's still coming everywhere, right? Then at that point, that's an emergency and that that justifies that call. But I just, some of these clients, we've got to start stay, standing up for ourselves and making sure that we allocate our family time away from our business time. Burnout is real, guys. I'm there. Like, I'm going to, I have big news coming. I'm not going to announce it yet, but uh, on a podcast in about a month or so, I'll probably announce it at that point. But there is, there's a lot of changes happening in our industry. There's a lot of changes happening with our manufacturers. There's a lot of changing happening in our clientele. Our clientele people are totally different than they were a few years ago. It's like everybody wants to become an asshole, right? Like, what the f? Who? Why? Like, you get so much more done when you're nice than you are when you're being an asshole to that individual. I can't stand that. And I have told a client that has called me a bitch like recently. And I wasn't, I actually wasn't being a bitch for the first time in my fucking life. I wasn't being a bitch. So this particular client was like, well, you're a bitch. And I'm like, oh, fuck no, we're going to stop that right now because I am not going down that road again. Set that expectation early on. The wife and I did not get along. The husband and I, great. Like I told many people, I don't get along with many girls. Girls find me very intimidating and very bitchy because I'm very direct. I don't know. And they feel threatened by me with their husbands because the amount of knowledge I know. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. They're probably my deal. Well, that client that called me a bitch, I had at it. Like I was like, done. You're not going to call me a bitch when I'm now, if I'm being a bitch, you have the right to call me a bitch and that doesn't bother me. But if I'm not, and you're going to sit there and call me one, bet it's it's on. So set that expectation, set that ground rule. And every time that she would call, I would make sure I was the one that answered that phone call because I just enjoy that stuff. It just, it cracks me up. It doesn't get me mad. It, it makes me feel sympathetic to them. And it makes me feel like they have other issues going on and they're taking it out on me. Which happens. I've had clients do that. Hell, I've done that. And I've had to apologize to clients. Like, hey, shit. I'm sorry. My attitude is not where it's supposed to be. So, again, back to the reason of this episode. Make sure you just set those expectations. Come up with unique ideas to make sure that your time is valuable. To make sure that you can appropriately approach the individual. And sometimes we just got to be downright point blank and rude for them to understand if ring central would allow me to schedule messages like my personal cell phone can i would hands down schedule messages for two three four in the morning 
back to back multiple messages like, hey, I'm up. It's four in the morning. So I got your message. Send. So to follow up with that message, this is what we do. You're going to take this. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot to hit send. And to do multiple. Like, they do it to us. So why not? Like, they would get the hint. I've done that one time on my personal cell phone. Client never texted me after hours again on that. <laughs> Anyways, well, kind of keep this short and sweet and to the point because I'm, again, my podcasts are so in between jobs, hopefully. Well, I hope y'all had an amazing fourth. I know it was relaxing for us and we did not a damn thing. We cooked out the house. We had some, <laughs> every person that came over for our 4th of July was a pool individual. I had our BDRM for SCP come over and his wife. That was nice. I had some past employees that now own their own business come over. I've had my employee come over. I've had some friends that are all in the pool industry come over and we all just hung out, cooked. Our neighbors came over. So it was nice and relaxing. I closed our office on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we reopened on Monday. So that was a good little four, you know, three day, three day weekend. I was like, did I close Monday? No. Yeah, we closed. We closed Monday. Monday was the fourth. So yeah, we had a four day weekend. We were closed Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So that was a nice, everybody had a good recap and to reset because with everything going on, it was insane. Well, I hope you'll have an amazing week and talk to you next week. Bye guys. Just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 